This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, Another disappointment, again, it's a guy I really like, and it just continues to look like um, the the tea leaves are not going his way, was Amik Robertson. Amik Robertson was out there again quite a bit and um, gave up some catches, including one on the sideline there was for a long completion where he kind of seemed to let up on the play before the reception was made, and that's really bad. I really like the kid, uh, but increasingly when I look at what's happening with that defensive backfield, I think he might end up being an odd man out, Murph. Yeah, I think so too. It's certainly headed that way. And there's another guy, like just like with Abram, was somebody we were – we were rooting for big time. You know, I loved from the get-go. I believe it was at Louisiana Tech that he came out of. Yep. Um, I love the series that the Raiders do uh, on their on their website during the draft where it's, the, you know, they get the call. And, you know, this young man was like, you could, I mean, the tears were flowing. Like, his the idea that he got drafted by an NFL team got... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline drafted by the Raiders like he was and if I remember his words right he was like I'm gonna give you my all coach and he was crying just like that if that don't win you over as a fan (laughs) like like I don't know what to tell you so like you know what I mean like that idea so he's just one of those guys from day one that we've absolutely rooted for you know group of five school you know the whole night and just you know just for whatever reason whether and I don't think it's a size thing uh, you know because I know that when he came in he was a bit undersized you know he's got dog in him but it's just like like what you're saying, like he's just not in the right spots on the field. Like it just seems like he's always just like a few steps out of the play. And like, you know, and for whatever reason, I don't know what, again, I don't know what, what those coaching, you know, uh, tips are to get him in the right spot, but whatever they are, he's not there. And that sucks. Yeah. And th- you know, three different schemes and three in his three seasons too, you know, it doesn't necessarily help by the way, our good friend violator. Zon hey. says, hey, hey, Scott Murph, love your analysis of what Respect we're seeing line. on this team. It is definitely a chess game, and I agree that we go uh, the way of both lines on offense and defense. Go Raiders. Thanks, man. We appreciate That's you. Awesome. Have, you, have, appreciate have one of your cigars for me tonight, my brother. Um, <laughs> I still, I, and I, I keep telling, I have never had a Violator cigar. He keeps, he, he messages me and say, hey, just send, you know, just send me this here and I'll, I'll get you the cigars. And I keep forgetting, so I got to do that. Sorry, man. Wayne, I will get it to you. I promise. Um, but yeah, so Murph, so you look at that situation, him struggling there. Uh, but outside of that, I didn't find anybody else surprising, uh, that struggled tonight. Again, I thought as we started the show off, just to, just to make sure people understand, we, I I really believe mostly positive tonight. Again, the offensive line, we're going to focus on that because everybody's hyper-focused on it going in. So when it doesn't go well, it's even worse 
because people are, are there ready to pounce, as I was too, frankly. I was watching it. But overall, uh, you know, you just like where this team is going. Just have to address some of those concerns uh, before week one. But overall, again, they came out of it. With the exception of Jenkins, we don't have an injury report on him yet on how serious it did not look good with that knee given out there on that play. But overall, when you get out that healthy uh, with some of your other guys, that's a good, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Can I, and can I throw another couple positives out there that, that please that, do uh, earlier when you asked me and I, all, all I could come up with my limited brain only could only come up with Jasper freaking <laughs> Horstead. Um, but Samir white punching it in and oh, that yeah. first drive, like that's one of the things that we saw him do for, you know, ever the whole time he was at Georgia. And although Josh Jacobs can be a strong runner, uh, you know, in the red zone and, and in short distance, that's really what Zamir white does. And, and, and I think probably frankly, the reason that the Raiders don't pick up is, Jacobs's fifth-year option is that mm-hmm. you know, this could be the guy that could be that short-distance guy, and um, so anyway, so so uh, great performance by him early on, and really encouraged by what he's been able to do so far in this preseason, and um, and you know I I, I gotta I continue to bang the drum for our special teamers, man, yeah. our new version of Janikowski, Leckler, and John Condo. Um, <laughs> you know, here comes AJ Cole, who's you know of course Trent Sig snapping him the ball and Carlson kicking him through the uprights, but. Um, but AJ Cole, like he, he, in his press conference, uh, this year early on said that one of the things he's working on is his directional ability. We know he's got a massive leg, but his directional ability and his ability to like put people in places now with the ball, like, you know, you don't have to be regular season to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like you either do it or you don't when it comes to being able to kick. So he's doing a fantastic job. So shout out, you know. Uh, AJ six there, man. That's been really encouraging to see that that part of of the game. And it's also nice too that special teams isn't the only thing we have to root for anymore. No, that's true too. But I'll tell you, we talked a lot about it last week because the special team struggled, and they. I thought, and I'm, I, I almost forgot it. So thank you, Murph, for bringing it up. Overall, the special teams in general on coverage and keeping lane integ- integrity, all of that stuff was really good tonight. So they had a bad couple outings where they let some long kicks go. Tonight they were a spot on. Everybody played really well. The coverage was great. Uh, and that makes a difference because you really uh, put Miami back in their zone uh, and it's just part of the game and you need to be good at it. And they were good at it tonight. So that was that was huge. Um, okay, so now we talk through that and I'm seeing the comments come through. John Simpson, yes. The offensive line just struggled, just period. That's the way it is. Um, but we'll, when we look at the game again, I watch the game. Uh, I'll watch the game again tomorrow, and then we talk about this week. We'll get more into it. But um, during the towards the end of this game, Murph, oh, because boy. because you can't just you. And I say this all the time. I don't know what it is. It's not the fans per se, but drama just follows Raider Nation. Right. And it's not a big deal in the in the course of things, but it is a very interesting headline. So they have a UFC event tonight and UFC is with the Gronks. They're trying to do like the whole Manning thing with Monday Night Football, but with UFC. So Dana White's on there and you got the Gronks out in there. And and Dana White starts telling the story that, hey, I had Brady and Gronk coming to Vegas in 2020 it was this close. It was right at the end. And then Gruden pulled the plug. Now, we don't know if this is all completely true, but Rob Gronkowski on the air tonight said, yes, it was true. That's how the story went. And does it matter now for the Raiders moving forward? It does not. But it's an interesting story because we heard all those rumors. And then, of course, everybody poo-pooed the rumors. And then 
If you remember this offseason, Murph, I don't know if you saw this clip after that one. Tom Brady was on that barbershop show on HBO, and he said, hey, I was about to sign with his team right at the last minute. They changed their mind. And I yep. said, you're sticking with that effing guy? You put them together, and suddenly you're like, whoa, whoa, wait. But a crazy story either way you look at it. Yeah, this is like, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> you know, like it's, like you said, there's, there's always something, man, with this always. team. Yeah. It's like there's always some level of dysfunction, and, and it usually it's, it was almost cursed. It's always something that happened like years ago. Right. Like, what is, right. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, why, you know, well, I don't want a dysfunction now either. But like, the point being, though, is that like, we can't just like, it's like we're having the, the most encouraging off season that we've had, you know, and I don't know how long <laughs> because other than the blip on the Ra okay, Raider fans stick with me on this other than 2016, yeah. we haven't been good. I don't know if you've noticed, but like we've kind of sucked for the better part of 20 years going all the way back to 20 or 2002 when we got our ass kicked by the freaking Buccaneers and John Gruden. And even if you remove the John Gruden years, it was 1983. I was 10 years old in January 22nd, 1984, when we won our third Super Bowl. So again, we haven't been good in all this time. So it's like now we were at this offseason in 2022. It's been one of the most encouraging things that we've had. We we got this amazing front office. We got an amazingly functional organization. And then what happens? Drama. And so it's like, <laughs> here's what I would say to you, Raider fan. Don't dwell, and it's a fair question to ask God, and I'm totally with you. And like, and it's a relevant ass story. But like, Raider fan, don't get caught up in it, man. Just no. focus on the good stuff. Don't get caught up in this idea, like, oh, well, what what could have we have had? I don't know. Let's focus on the Raiders though that are, and not the Raiders that aren't. The Raiders yeah. that aren't are Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Who knows what what would have happened there? All I know is this though, and I will say this, Scott: the more we hear about Gruden post Gruden, the less or in, in, encouraged i or the the how can i put it the 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 time that i gave him my unrelentless support during yeah. his coaching tenure i feel like i want to pull some of that back a little bit because some of the decisions and some of the things that you've heard him make have been like eh, that was awful ego driven or that was awful you know you know um i don't know rigid or whatever yeah. like a lot of the things you hear about gruden so cuz cuz and i and i'll and i'll say this and i'll shut up I don't have any reason to not believe Dana White. He's one of the most honest, like in terms of like, you know, runners of sports leagues, you can't get more brutally honest than Dana White. It's the timing is interesting. And I think it's probably just because of the whole Gronk thing, because like mm -hmm. you said, he, he had him on the show. So I think that's why the timing of it, it came out when it did, but like Dana White, I have zero reason to not believe him. Like I distrust, I won't, I'll save the names, Gary Bettman, Roger Goodell, but like I distrust so many <laughs> other people you know, yeah. that, that, that aren't Dana White, you know what I'm saying? So like, sure. I think it's true. Well, I absolutely think it's true. Well, and, and again, he, he, he has nothing to, to lose by talking about it or to gain by talking about it. And he had Gronk on the show and Gronk said, you're right. That's the story. I mean, he, he verified it right on the air. So it's not like Dana White is lying. Yeah. The timing. Yeah. Very interesting. But I agree with you on the Gruden piece, though, too. And, and the past is the past. You can't change it. All you can do is go forward, which is which is, you know, why we spent the majority of this show talking about the positives moving forward, because it was a positive night and we got plenty of times to nitpick when things go wrong. But in this case, you're right. It's just it goes back. And I go back to when right after 
Gruden got hired, and I was on the radio in Las Vegas uh, on CBS Sports Radio there, and I did a show, and I've been very fortunate, uh, and he's been very good to me, uh, uh, but Mike Lombardi is has, has come on our show at least two, three times a year, sometimes four times a year to talk NFL, right? He's a busy dude. He's got all kinds of things going on. But when, when Gruden came back, I had him on, and the fans that listened to my show, the listeners went crazy calling him a Raider hater because what he brought up was, look, John's a good, good coach. He's a great offensive line. But he's not a personnel guy, and that's what worries me. Can he run an organization? I don't think he can. So fans got mad, right? And, and I understood why. Everybody's really excited. But now – Lombardi, whose son is Nick, is now the offensive coordinator of the Raiders, by the way. Um, so I doubt he hates the Raiders. Um, but but it turns out a lot of that was true. And I think we all had those silver and, and black colored glasses because it was the era. It was the last era the Raiders were good. And he's such a great personality. So I don't fault anybody for, if you want to call it, falling for that and or, or just being disappointed how it turned out. But clearly that story is going to live on here for a few days uh, and I just thought it was fascinating. And then the other side of it was was Brady being on HBO. Was he talking about Derek Carr there? It's like really that he called him that guy. It's like that's that's weird because it's not like it's not like Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. If he was if he was a marginal quarterback, okay, I understand that. But but that wasn't the case. So just a really interesting undercurrent. Uh, but this team, this organization, these guys are just different. And so that's why I keep challenging the fans out there, Murph. Let go of the negative. And I know this story pops up and it brings up some of that, but don't. Just look at it as a story. It's like, oh, well, okay, yeah, we could have had them, but we still wouldn't have a defense. We still wouldn't have had an offensive line. So who knows what would happen to them? Absolutely. And, I'll, and, and, and you know, Scott, I'll say this, and this is, this is where the, the, the fan can come out in me. Yes. All right? So here's, here's what I would encourage you to focus on instead, Raider Nation. Focus on the beauty. I'm going to paint a scenario for you. <laughs> Derek Carr is on the podium, and who I don't even know who has the Super Bowl this year, but whoever's doing the broadcast hands him that Lombardi trophy, and we have just beat the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> How many demons do we exercise oh, by beating the Buccaneers and Tom Brick? Can you imagine the poetry that goes on there? It will be literally like, and I wasn't, I mean, I was alive for the 76 Super Bowl when they finally you know beat the Steelers in the AFC championship to win their first championship so I'm not I don't want to demean any other Super Bowls the Raiders have won but I'll say this that could be the most if not one of the most significant moments in Raiders history so let's root for that let's focus on that let's go kick everybody's ass that's in our way for that freaking fourth <laughs> Lombardi trophy absolutely no I mean I think I think you know that but that's the point is is th this story you could get negative about it but I don't think it's anything I just think it's interesting right um our good friend Kevin who listens to our show and tweets back and forth at me he's like who cares it's like well people do care because it's an interesting story it doesn't oh, mean yeah. anything it doesn't mean anything it doesn't take away from Derek Carr being the starting quarterback it doesn't take away from how this team is starting to progress through this season heading to the regular season but but it is interesting and to your point earlier Murph it's just amazing how this stuff finds the Raiders it does, oh. you know, even things went so nicely this off season, right? It was just all pretty much good news, uh, and then suddenly, you know, these little things start popping up, uh, and and this one, of course, has to bring more attention to that. And then, of course, the people who, the people who hate Derek Carr, which is I know a strong word, but there are people who do. I don't know how you hate somebody you've never met just because of the way they play football, but nonetheless, um, they're gonna love it, right? Because see, 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 I told yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I told you. 
And it's like, well, yeah, you might have told him you might have been somewhat right about a certain thing, about a rumor. But at the end of the day, look what's happened, right? Mark Davis had the opportunity to bring in a coach and to commit to a quarterback, and he committed to Derek Carr. So do you think, Scott, uh, you know, is there – so we know Derek says that he, he, he blocks out what goes on on the outside. Yeah. But I think there's a part of Derek where this kind of stuff gets to him. And, 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 it's, and it's okay. This isn't a criticism of Derek Carr. He's a human being, and he hears the things and all that. And as much as you want your quarterbacks or your players, period, to compartmentalize, there is a really, you know, there's a, there's a sensitive heart there. There's a, there's a, you're going to receive these things. Does this motivate Derek? Like, is like, what's Derek? Are we going to get out of this? Are we going to get pissed off Derek out of something like this? Or does he even, is this even on his radar at all? And this is only a fan thing. It's a good question because I, what, what I've always said um, with, with Derek has been that he always says, yeah, I don't listen to that stuff, but then he comments a lot. And of course we, he, he got into the argument with the reporter uh, earlier this year as well about that. So clearly he listens uh, and that's okay too. Uh, I've also defended him when he's blocked people on Twitter to said because oh they're there's being negative. Well, that's fine. Why do we if you don't who needs more negative in their life? Not me. Yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, raise yeah. my hand and say, yeah, yeah, come come at me. <laughs> Why? So it, you're you're just easier to write them out. But but it'll be interesting to see that because it is now somewhat verified. Um, I don't know if anybody in the Las Vegas press pool will ask him about it um and whether it would be a good question or not. Uh, I, if I was going to do it and I was a reporter, I'd kind of do it on the side. Um, I wouldn't do it uh, in a press conference and yeah, just say, no. Hey man, what do you think of this stuff? I'm just interested. And yeah, it's on for on the record. Or if you don't want to be on the record, fine. Tell me off the record. And then I can't talk about it, but oh, well. So, so, I mean, again, it, it is what it is. This Raiders team is moving forward. They got so much going in the positive direction, but it's a good question, Marv. I don't, I don't know how it will impact him. I, he'll probably chuckle at it knowing, especially since it was a Gruden thing and he's gone, um, that maybe he can just say, oh, okay, well, there's another thing I didn't suspect, but it kind of reinforces maybe what he thinks now of his former coach. I hope it, you know, and I, yeah, and I agree. And I hope it's, it, here's what my guess would be. Um, and I, again, I, I clearly don't know the man, um, only know him via press conference and watching him on TV and whatnot. Um, and I mentioned a sensitive heart. He's a kind guy. That's so, so when you're, when you're kind, you have compassion and sure. you know what I mean? Like you just, you're going to have, okay. I, I think he can be dismissive of this idea that he's the yeah. MRFer that Tom Brady was talking about, but it registers. And like, and ultimately that's what you want, right? You want that to register that like, cause you want to have something to prove. I don't think there's anything wrong with a player having a chip on their shoulder and, and you can manufacture Agreed. chip. Like you can, you can talk yourself into being, you know, the underdog or you can really be the underdog. And in this case, Derek's the underdog. There was an article that came out in PFF this week where they had the most projected passing yards um, in the NFL. Derek Carr didn't even make the list. He was behind Tua Tango Vialoa. I don't know where Derek Carr would have been on the list because he certainly wasn't in the top 10. But like when you look at the players that are in the top 10, like how come Derek, Derek threw for 4,800 yards last year? He's this close to throwing for 5,000. Oh, yeah, we picked up this guy from, you know, Fresno State named Devontae Adams, his best friend, who's the best wide receiver in the football. Like, are you freaking kidding me? They're like, Derek, like, talk about disrespect. And those are the kind of things that, like, I, as a fan, I love that stuff. 
like absolutely like what do we do as raider fans we're rebellious like what is the whole point of al davis and the mystique is it like it's us versus the world man and so i hope things like whether it's this story or the pff thing or all the criticism that can be out there for Derek carr I hope that registers in a way with him and he's such a positive guy. I think he spins that in a great way and uses that. And you want to talk about Tom Brady. He's the ultimate of that. He's the goat of that, of, of, of being able to take things that are said about him and utilizing them to motivate him to go on and do great things. And I, I'm going to trust that that's what Derek is going to do with these comments and all this freaking BS that's going on this off season, man. I'm, I'm looking, I mean, Again, I got a I'm a I got a fan crazy ass brain, but I'm thinking that Derek <laughs> way over five thousand yards this year, and I think he's going to be in, in 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 the running for the MVP. I don't I if he's not, I'll say this: he's not the guy. He if if this isn't the year, we mm-hmm. put it together. He puts it together. The Raiders put it together. Then I'll just casually watch through the rest of however long and remove <laughs> any expectations of this team ever again. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it. By the way, Mo has jumped in because I guess Mo uh, Mo is working Bleacher Report stuff tonight. He's covering the entire league tonight. That's why he can't be with us. But he did jump in to say, Michael Jordan did this. Use any slight against you to motivate you. Players get upset about the top 100 players. Absolutely. That is so true. And Mo, thanks for stopping in. Uh, as you can see, uh, Murph is doing a great job filling in for you. Uh, and thanks he has borrowed the seat. I'm keeping it warm for you, Mo. And he's got better taste in food. Um, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the Jordan thing is a perfect example. And I, I think, I think Derek does that. I think he does it from the, 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 um, perspective of, from a nice guy perspective versus being more of a cocky type of guy. And some guys are that way too. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just how you do it. So, so we'll see how he does that. And, and again, to your point about putting it on, there's really no excuses, even though we spent some time tonight talking about my big concerns with the uh, offensive line, uh, then that's the only thing that worries me. But that's not an excuse. To me, that's just, you're going to have to work around it, right? You have enough other weapons and enough other things going on that you, you'll you have to do your best to try to do that. So so I agree with you on that, Murph. It's going to be a fascinating season. And as we move forward, uh, it'll be fun to see how it all unwinds. Murph, yeah, uh, it, go ahead, buddy. Oh, I was going to say, I was just making one last point, you know, yeah. this something that came up on our show this last week um when the bengals were on the clock in this during the COVID draft they uh all the experts told you they needed to draft an offensive lineman and what did they do they drafted jamar chase uh they drafted a good friend of joe burrow somebody that he had chemistry with um it lended to an explosive offense and they were in the super bowl Think about that when you apply Devontae Adams and his equation to the Raiders, Raider Nation. I would just Mm. tell you that, that sometimes in the way that the league is formed now, there are ways to overcome weaknesses with a high-powered offense. And if if you if Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase can get it done, I have all the faith in the world that Derek, and I'm not going to tell you they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year, whatever. I will think that because I'm a Raider fan, but I don't see how you can not find ultimate success in some form because you got those two guys now on your team. Absolutely. And, and, and it's a great example using the Bengals cause it's a similar situation. I mean, it's apples to apples and they were able to do it. And you're right. People in Cincinnati hated that pick at first, very first. And then of course, when they saw him playing, they, they fell in love with it. Uh, but it certainly was something that, uh, that uh, you could compare. And, and I appreciate that. 
as well. But, you know, that's why we said I, I saw somebody comment, hey, give us pauses. We spent the whole most majority of the show. You're coming in at the end here. So rewatch it. You'll see all the pauses because that's where we did spend some time on breaking down this game. Murph, as always, man, it is a pleasure. I know we'll have you on. Next game is on Friday. It's a Friday night game. This damn preseason Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, makes makes weekend plans a little tough. Uh, I'll be there. Nonetheless, you will be there. You're going to be there. Yeah, I'll be there. So we'll be I'll be doing my call in from freaking Allegiant Stadium, if that's okay. Nice. Yeah, we'll get you on your phone. They have good Wi-Fi there. Okay. (laughs) We'll get you in the stands. That'll even be better. You talk about voice of the fan. It'll be voice of the fans. You have all your guys around. It'll be great. Oh, it'd be cool, man. Sit down there in section 132, right down there behind a bench, man. We'll uh, throw it up on a phone there. And yeah, that'll be awesome. Hopefully everything will come through. Okay. And we'll be able to chat then. Yeah, absolutely. Remember follow Murph at underscore Murph and follow Raiders fans radio and go check out his YouTube channel. Great show. And you can see the fan cave there behind him, which I'm always envious of because it's amazing. It's the best. It is. There's a lot of great Raider content out there and content creators, YouTubers, you name it. But no one, no one touches the fan cave. It's just no one does. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the show, Murph. It just is. The the care, the love, all the eras are representative. It's fantastic. (laughs) You're too kind, my friend. You're too kind. And one of these days, we'll have to get you in the fan cave. Oh, yeah. uh, We'll have have a frosty adult beverage and uh, (laughs) and talk to Raider Nation a little bit. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. All right, man. Well, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. Take care. All right. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Have a good night. All right, you too. All right, so that's going to conclude this uh, uh, pro post-game show, if I can spit it out, post-game show here uh, as the Raiders beat the Dolphins 15-13. to 13. A couple reminders I want to make sure. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure that you also hit the notifications button here on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio of this, which was released tonight as well, make sure you subscribe. Give us a, f- a five-star rating, if you would. We'd appreciate that uh, and, and do that. We will be back. This week, uh, we, we usually do shows Tuesday, Thursday. But Mo calls me yesterday. He's like, hey, we got cuts again. Let's make sure we do it Tuesday. So we're going to switch days this week and go Wednesday. Uh, but we probably drop something earlier than that with a mailbag or something coming up. So stay tuned. That's why you need to subscribe. You'll get everything pushed right to you. But what we will do is we'll be back with you Wednesday for our full regular show where we talk about the Raiders' next five cuts and uh, and any other cuts around the league that could be opportunities for the Raiders to get better, particularly on offensive line. Uh, and also, Mo will be back as well. Again, he was gone tonight. He's working all the NFL games tonight, so he was swamped over a Bleacher Report. But you can follow him on Twitter as well at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. And also, I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. We'd appreciate a follow there as well for everybody here at silver and black today and odyssey original podcast we thank you guys for being with us we appreciate your raider nation sharing your thoughts and being with us after tonight's game until next time be good to one another and we'll talk to you soon